This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. A victory Monday edition of the podcast. Been looking forward to doing this. Hope that Buck fans everywhere enjoyed that 24-17 payback win over the Carolina Panthers. It is great to have you with us on Nothing But Bucks. However you found the show, through the Buccaneers mobile app, Buccaneers.com, or subscribe via iTunes, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are found. It comes automatically to your handheld device, your phone, your iPad, whatever the case is. Subscribe. It comes to you on Mondays. I am your humble host of the podcast and thrilled to be talking about a 24-17 Buccaneers victory over those Carolina Panthers. Payback for the Bucs on the first Sunday of December. The 24-17 win in which the defense sealed the deal in the fourth quarter, especially of this game, with not one, not two, not three, but four interceptions of Cam Newton. You know, Cam Newton was saying earlier in the week, this has been played up a bunch, especially in the Sunday night and Monday aftermath, that he was saying that uh, right now he's playing the best football of his career. Well, guess what? Uh, Cam Newton was not at his best, obviously, on Sunday, and a lot of that had to do with B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S and go Bucks And the pass rush and the secondary play, outstanding. And in the end, the Bucks play a complimentary football game with Jameis Winston once again completing key passes. Uh, no turnovers for him. Throwing a couple of touchdowns. Bucks get three touchdowns in the red zone. Had one of them, a fourth, taken away on something that we'll discuss coming up during the highlights. A controversial moment involving Peyton Barber trying to score the go-ahead touchdown. So we'll talk about that coming up. But the Bucks got three other red zone touchdowns and did enough again offensively. Moving the ball, getting the points that they had to get, getting touchdowns when they needed them to get the win and get to 5-7. and seven. So let me fully set the table. We got highlights. If you're new to the podcast, we got highlights coming up from Buccaneers Radio with Gene Deckerhoff, Dave Moore, Longtime veteran tight end, Hall of Fame voice of the Bucks, Gene Deckerhoff, uh, both on the call. I'm on that broadcast with them. I'll give you some insight into these different plays and the different stuff that was going on during the game. Then we've got post-game interviews. That will include a guy that was an unlikely hero on Sunday, but give credit where it was due to Andrew Adams, who had not one, not two, but three interceptions himself of Cam Newton, three of the four went to an unheralded guy that the Buccaneers, a veteran, picked up off the waiver wire, a guy that's previously played for the New York Giants, for the New York Jets, and a couple of other teams. So again, give credit where it is due to Andrew Adams. He was ready to go when his number was called because of injuries on Sunday. He had those interceptions. You'll hear interviews from he and Jameis Winston and Jason Pierre-Paul and Chris Godwin and Levante David and even head coach Dirk Cutter as well talking glowingly about the victory over the Panthers on Sunday. So that's what we have in store for you here today with the Bucks now sitting at 5 and 7. They've moved incredibly in a month within a game in the win column of the Carolina Panthers after Carolina beat the Buccaneers and improved to 6 and 2 a month ago. They've now lost four straight. The fourth straight was to the Bucks and the Buccaneers, dare we say, put themselves into the conversation especially with a win next week. What would be a third consecutive win, all of them at home, against the Saints, would definitely have the Bucks in the conversation at 6-7 and seven on the season. You were 3-7. and seven. Now off the four-game losing streak, you've won two straight. You win next week, and things start getting good. So let's see if that will be the case. Let's go ahead and get to 
our highlights on what was a bit of a windy Sunday. Uh, again, warm temperatures. The wind was going to be a factor maybe in the kicking game with some of the deep throws from either one of these teams. Buccaneers, though, came out aggressive. They got the opening uh, kick after Carolina won the toss, deferred to the second half, and the Bucs marched right down the field. A couple of completions. Jameis Winston, uh, a short one to uh, Mike Evans, another one to Chris Godwin, another one to Adam Humphreys. How good is the receiving core been? We're going to talk a lot about that here on Nothing But Bucks as the show unfolds. Finally, they move inside the red zone. Thought you were going to see a touchdown pass to Cameron Braith, the tight end, the favorite target. Couldn't quite come up with the ball. Third and goal is the play. And all these highlights from Buccaneers Radio. Let's relive third and goal right here. Third down goal, shotgun set. Bucks, here's the snap and dropping Winston. Paul pumps the ball, pumps off. He dumps the ball. A caught ball in the end zone. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. It is Adam Humphreys. Hump makes the catch. His fifth touchdown in five games. And the Bucks lead six to nothing. That's a three-yard touchdown pass from Jameis to Adam Humphreys. And as Gene was saying on the call, that's now five touchdowns for Humphreys over the course of the last six football games. It's good enough for a 7-0 lead in the Buccaneers. We're looking to crank things up defensively when Carolina got the ball. It did not take long. Pressure would be a great theme of the day. Another guy stepping kind of out of the shadows, out of the limelight, into the limelight. Right off the bat here, a blitzing linebacker. Here you go. Four-man front and the linebacker threatening a blitz here as they snap under the pressure. Newton is going to go down. He's sacked in the 15-yard line. We send the blitzing backer and get to it as Kevin Mentor. It's his first start as a Buccaneer, and he shot through the gap and drilled Cam Newton and spun him around. Kevin Mentor, again, a guy that the Buccaneers picked up earlier in the year off the waiver wire. He played in Arizona, ended up releasing him, brought him back because of injuries to the linebackers. There he was with the sack. That seemed to rattle Cam a little bit. Levante David also back in this game off the knee injury. Good to have 54 back, and he would factor into this play coming up next as the Panthers were trying to get something going on third down. Here's the snap, empty backfield. We run a stunt, can't get to Newton. Throws the ball upfield, it is intercepted. Picked off of the 35, outside the numbers to the 25, to the 20. He's out of bounds. And on third down and 18, Superman makes a mistake. And that's the first one for Andrew Adams on the interception, on the deflection, and it immediately set the Buccaneers up for a great opportunity to score more points, and they did. Ended up being, well, not to have had seven, but it ended up being a 35-yard field goal for Cairo Santos and a 10-0 lead. Again, if you're Dirk Cutter, I don't care what the case is, uh, whether you're talking about writing a check, uh, doing it with your debit card, using PayPal, using Venmo, whatever you have to do, if he could have bought a start for a thousand dollars, I think he would be buying ten nothing with an interception already off of Cam Newton and the home crowd in the game at Raymond James Stadium. That's exactly the start that the Buccaneers got yesterday. Now credit to Carolina; they weren't going to go away easily in this football game. They would keep battling uh, throughout the first quarter. But hey, look, Levante David. We mentioned him. He uh, he was back off of a two weeks absence because of the knee sprain and he immediately another theme the blitz from Mark Duffner the new defensive coordinator uh, Cam Newton dropping back Levante David coming off the blind side play action fake by Newton he's hit and drop he's dropped back at the 34 yard line by Levante David quarterback sacked by Levante he blitzed from the right edge and Newton never saw him coming Oh yeah, another one of those sacks in the first quarter and you could just sense 
down at field level as I get the privilege to be down there every week that the Buccaneer defense had come to play and it was going to be a physical football game and would Newton be able to hold up. So, all right, there's the situation. The, uh, the Panthers are in dire straits at this point after that sack, but eventually they get a first down and then Christian McCaffrey, their second year running back, former number one pick, former Heisman Trophy runner-up. A lot of people don't remember two years ago. Uh, he was the runner-up to Derrick Henry for the Heisman Trophy. Um, and, uh, and and obviously he's had a spectacular start to his career, especially catching the football as well. He ripped off a long 52-yard run, and then eventually here, uh, McCaffrey on an opportunity inside the red zone would cash in. Rolling to his right, Newton rolling, throws the ball toward McCaffrey, makes the catch of the five, dives, touchdown, Carolina Panthers. What easy pickings for Cam Newton rolling to the same side that McCaffrey was running that route and got it to him at the four-yard line, and he hurtled into the pylon, and the Carolina Panthers answer in a hurry. It's the eight-yard touchdown catch cuts the lead to 10-7. to seven. Again, all of these radio calls from Buccaneers Radio with Mean Gene on the mic. Uh, we love uh, the insight, the analysis of Dave Moore. I try to provide whatever I can provide at field level, and that would be big here coming up in a couple of moments. So the game is 10-7. The Bucs come bouncing back. Uh, and in fact, the Buccaneers drive right back down the field again. Very effective offense throughout the first half. Big pass to Chris Godwin across the middle. He goes racing through the Carolina defense, sets things up inside the red zone. Eventually, the Bucs move inside the five-yard line. Now second and goal on what would turn out to be, at the time and for a little while, a controversial play. Now Barber is the side to the left side, inside Anna Barber, 3-2, one-yard line, he is close, he should have, is he in, is he in, Mr. Repton, he fumbled the ball to the goal line. Carolina Panthers say he fumbled the football, no call, no official indication yet. Barber trying to slam it in from the one-yard line when he felt contact. Carolina saying it's their football, official stop play. All right, Peyton Barber ruled to have fumbled that football. And look, uh, we need to talk about this on two or three different levels here on Nothing But Bucks. I'm always going to shoot straight with you, so let, let's go over this from a couple different things. Carl Cheffers and his officiating crew had a rough day, and in the, in the first thing that happened on this call where they ruled fumble is they were completely indecisive of what to call. You heard it in Gene's call. There was no call of either touchdown or is it a fumble, or is one of those linesmen going to run in with their one arm up to say, hey, the ball is down at the one-yard line of the half-foot line? They didn't do any of those three things. So fundamentally, that's problem number one. There's no immediate call. There's a huddle. They're completely indecisive. The second thing is, after the ruling of fumble, the plays are automatically reviewed, including the command center for NFL officiating in New York looking at them. So we went to a commercial break on TV and radio, and, and this, it is still lost on me, the morning and the afternoon after the game here as to why Carl Cheffers did not go over to look at the at the replay monitor and watch the replays and make a judgment in the command center in New York. And look, we're not the only game going on. They've got seven games, six or seven games going on early. But why they did not review this play, to me, that is inexcusable. It's a touchdown or a fumble. It's a huge moment for the Bucks to be up 17-7. He has to at least go over and look at it and communicate with Al Riveron and his staff. And I cannot believe, and I will say this, this is my opinion uh, here on Nothing But Bucks. I mean, if that's the Cowboys at home on is it a touchdown or not, if that's the Patriots at home on is it a touchdown or not, are you, is it, are you kidding me that we're not going to go over and review it with the referee? 
But that's exactly what happened. So apparently the explanation was that they decisively saw that it was a fumble. I will tell you this, looking live at the video boards, which was showing a couple of the Fox replays, you could see on the reverse angle replay from the goal line on the opposite side, the Panthers bench side, you can see that Peyton Barber is down on the play. Shoulder is down, arm is down, an arm, a shoulder, whatever. As long as it's not his hand, he's down. Any part of your body, not your hand, you're down. They froze that on the screen on Fox. It was on the video boards at Raymond James Stadium. He should have been ruled down at that point. And then they have another replay from up high on the reverse angle where, again, you can see Peyton Barber as they slowed it down is not only laying on the leg of a Panther secondary guy, a defender, but you can see his shoulder and his armor down as he's reaching the ball on top of Donovan Smith, who's laying in the end zone. He's reaching the, the ball across the goal line and laying it across the goal line, and it's laying on Donovan Smith even for a half second before it comes loose. And here's the most indicting thing, because I got a chance to see the Fox television broadcast. Again, we're working the game on radio. We got the radio call. We don't know what the Fox announcers yesterday, Kenny Albert and, and Rondé Barber, were saying, but they went to their L.A. studio to Dean Blandino, who is the former head of the NFL officials from two years ago. He's working at Fox, watching all the games and evaluating the calls. They go to him on the live bar broadcast in this Peyton Barber play. He says, watching the replays after they came out of the commercial, that is a touchdown. He has reached the ball across the goal line. That is a He plainly says it on Fox. That should be a touchdown. So I don't know what else to tell you. That's the former head of the NFL officials that's saying that on TV yesterday. Instead, the Bucs just had to suck it up and deal with a bad call and a bad replay review mechanics and uh, methodology there yesterday that they didn't they didn't follow their own policy and have him look at it on what was a very important play. All right, the good news for the Buccaneers is after Carolina started moving the football, they came up with yet another momentum-changing play. Which led by a corner and uncoming. Play action fake pass. It's an intercepted pass at the 20-yard line. Bucks to the 25 with a convoy. Outside the numbers to the 45 to the 50. Out across the 45 to the 40. And Elliott's inside the Panther 30-yard line. Javian Elliott picks off Cam Newton. That's Javian Elliott's first interception of the season. How about the improved Buccaneer defense? Only one interception in the first nine games, as you probably were aware of. Before it's all said and done, six interceptions the last two weeks. They do come in bunches. They came in bunches yesterday, and that interception would set things up for the Buccaneers, including moving inside the red zone again. You had already gotten one red zone touchdown. Now it's a third and long situation here for the Bucs, and they're going to look to make something happen on third down, and Jameis Winston rolls and looks and lobs, and here you go. Here's the snap they rush for. Winston looks upfield, looks upfield, runs to his right. Still runs, throws the ball toward the end. Into the cup ball! Touchdown, Tampa Bay! Winston hits Chris Godwin. What a throw by Winston on third down and 11. He finds Godwin in the corner of the end zone. Fire the cannons. The Bucks lead 16-7. to Oh, great leaping catch from Chris Godwin. And how good has that guy been? A former mid-round draft pick. I mean, he looks every bit the part of being a Pro Bowl caliber receiver in this league. Great leaping catch. At field level, I was not so sure that that ball by Jameis wasn't being thrown out of the back of the end zone. I mean, he definitely gunned it high where only Godwin could catch it. 
I, I wasn't sure that he hadn't thrown it away. Godwin, great leaping catch. Good throw, even better catch from Chris Godwin in that instance. Uh, kudos to him as he comes up with the football. Uh, you got to give him credit coming down with it. A huge momentum play because, again, if that pass is not complete, you're kicking a field goal and it's only 13-7. Instead, it's 17-7 at the half. We went to the locker room and I talked with Coach Dirk Cutter on the way. I said, hey, what are you emphasizing to the team? He said, keep straining. Keep, keep pushing. Keep doing what you're doing because you got to battle this team and pay them back. And right now, for the Buccaneers, they had momentum. They knew that Carolina was going to get the ball to start the second half and uh, and try to make something happen, and that's what the Panthers did. They are able to drive down, and Graham Gano eventually kicked a field goal after a 56-yard drive in nine plays. But then the Bucs get the ball back. And just like the first possession of the game, first possession of the second half, 75 yards in only six plays. Again, Jameis Winston making some plays with his legs, makes another throw to Chris Godwin, makes another throw to Adam Humphreys. I mean, one effective play after another, and eventually the Bucs move in on second and goal, and it's a do-over for Peyton Barber down around the goal line. First and goal from the one-yard line, handoff to Peyton Barber, goes left, goes over the top, he has! Is he in, Mr. Ref? Is he in? He is! Touchdown, Tampa Bay! Fire them, Cadence! And this time he's in. It counts for the one-yard touchdown run and the 24-10 lead for Tampa Bay at that moment. And again, I was right down there at about the half-foot line, and I'm, I'm going to beat up this officiating crew even on that touchdown because they deserve it. The same linesman that ran in indecisively in the first half on the Barber goal line play, and they eventually called a fumble. He's running. He's standing there for a half second. He's running in. I'm looking, folks, Buck fans, I'm looking at Peyton Barber laying in the end zone. I can see it on the same angle the referee can see it. I don't know what he's looking at, but he went running in, hesitated, and finally put the arms up, and you heard Gene there on the call. But yes, it is a touchdown. Peyton Barber's fourth one of the season on the rushing touchdowns. And the Bucks have the 10-point, or actually the 14-point cushion again. Double figures are 24-10. to 10. And then the defense would just continue to crank and get after Carolina. I know that Cam Newton got him a touchdown at the end of the third quarter to Devin Funches. Uh, Cam on the day ended up throwing the football 41 times. He did have 300 yards. He did have that touchdown. But the real story is the fourth quarter where the Buccaneers continued to pursue Newton, including you-know-who, the best Buccaneers sack master this season. Wait, so here's the snap. Has plenty of time to look. He's hit as he throws the ball up. It's intercepted. Picked off at the 12-yard line. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have four today. What an interception diving for it. And Andrew Adams has a hand trick today. That is his third of the ball game. J.P.P. They're doing it again. Full credit to him. He is 11 and a half sack, 11.5 sacks. Great job uh, getting through. And again, uh, Minter and David on the blitz in the first half. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, Vinnie Curry on sacks in the second half. Pressure up over and over again on Cam Newton. And it just it led to one play after another where the Bucks kept making their big hits, including here in the fourth quarter where... Andrew Adams had already gotten a second interception, and here, I mean, the pressure's on Cam Newton, and guess who's there again? Newton wants the snap. Here it comes. He's under pressure. He's going to be sacked! Sacked by Pierre-Paul! Jason Pierre-Paul looped around the right tackle and got to Newton and planted him. Oh, yeah. First time since 2009, Akeem Tlaib in 09. Three picks in the same game for the same guy. 
And it's Andrew Adams, who you're going to hear from in just a little bit here on the on the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Just great defense uh, by the Buccaneers. Again, all these calls on Buccaneers Radio. Tremendous job. Full credit uh, to Mark Duffner and that scheme and those players for the job that they were able to do out there in this matchup. All right, so... Uh, again, the Buck defense being called on over and over again in a 24-17 game. Went on the field not once, not twice, but three times trying to get the stops. And uh, one last r- real opportunity for Carolina to make something happen. Trying to drive. It's now a fourth and long situation in the final two minutes. Blitz threatened by a backer. None coming. Newton dropping. Three-man pressure. Gets the pass away. Downfield. It is too tall. Incomplete pass. The Bucks take over on downs. And again, pressure coming after quarterback Cam Newton. Great job by the defense to hold the pass incomplete deep. The Bucks took over, ran some clock. Carolina got it back with one minute left. No timeouts left. Long way to go. Tried to get it to midfield going into that win we had been talking about all day. Newton tried to throw on the final play of the game on the Hail Mary. Couldn't get the ball to the end zone into the win. The Bucs turned out to be offside, so it was a reload, and, and then the backup quarterback came in. Uh, Tyler Henneke came in to throw the one last desperation pass. Mike Evans was back there as one of the deep safeties, uh, playing uh, as a tall receiver to knock the ball down, and the Bucs did go back and knock the football down and preserve the win. Game over, 24-17, payback over, as the Buccaneers avenge the loss in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. So kudos to the Bucks. Hard-fought victory yet again and improved now to 5-7 and seven on the season. Can't say enough about the job that the defense has done. Over the course of the last seven games, that's 24 sacks. Over the course of the last two games, that is six takeaways. The Bucks plus three in the takeaways yesterday after being plus two against the 49ers. So they're plus five in the last two weeks. No coincidence not giving it up, taking it away has resulted in the Bucks playing with the cushion, playing with good defense in the second half, and being able to get after the opposing team with a physical play, especially in the pass rush, with the lead and win these games. So when the game was over with, oh, it was fun to go inside that locker room and talk to these Buccaneers. And we're going to break uh, tradition here and protocol. Usually you hear from Jameis Winston first. We'll hear from Jameis in a couple of seconds. But Andrew Adams is the story. First Buccaneer in almost a decade to get not one, not two, but three picks in a game. We had to get a microphone in front of him on Buccaneers Radio to talk about that day, his day, the defense's day, and the win. You are the first Buccaneer to have three interceptions in a game since 2009, two of them in the fourth quarter. Just tell me about this performance, first of all, by the defense as a whole. Um, you know, defense played great. The D-line was, you know, in Cam's face all game. So without them, I wouldn't have had, you know, one interception. So shout out to the D-line. But I think everybody was just playing together. You know, we kept things simple, and uh, everybody was playing fast and, you know, playing physical. So I think that was the key. Okay. Uh, on, on both of them, the ball's kind of up in the air and coming to you. What's going through your mind as he's rushed to throw it, and here it comes? See ball, go get ball. That's <laughs> That's all that's in my mind. As soon as I see him locked and loaded, I'm like, it's mine. When the ball's in the air, I think it's mine. It's not for the receiver. So that's really what I'm thinking. This defense had to go back on the field three different times in the fourth quarter. What, if anything, was being said on the sideline in the huddle to put the game away? It's our game. You know, um, you know, the offense had 24 points, and our goal is to keep them under, you know, under 19. So um, 
the game is on us, you know, essentially. You know, we, you know, the offense did a great job, and 24 points is enough for us to win, so the game was in our hands. Okay, there are not a lot of Buccaneer fans that know a lot about Andrew Adams here in this instance. Uh, what does it say for you to just work hard, wait for the opportunity, and here it is, and you make the most of it late in the year? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you know what type of football player you are, so you can't let, you know, hard circumstances define you. And um, whenever you get your opportunity, you've got to make the, uh, the most of it. So that's really what I live by. You know, when opportunity knocks, you got to answer. The pass rush was critical today. There were four sacks today. There were numerous knockdowns, et cetera. Say something about the pressure on Newton. The pressure was huge. You know, JPP, Bo, Gerald, Vinny, all them, all them guys, you know, getting after the quarterback, huge. I couldn't have did it without them. Again, this team is going to take it one game at a time. Forget about the big picture, but you've won back-to-back -back games. What about the confidence level now having done this with the Saints coming in here next week? Huge confidence. You know, uh, you know when offense plays like they can and defense plays like we can and special teams is hitting, running fast and all that, there's really nobody in the league who can, um, who's, who can really, you know, play with us. You know, um, we have great players all around. So, you know, I really believe in the guys in the locker room. And as long as, you know, we, we keep things simple and, you know, we'll be all right. Andrew Adams, who had a three-interception game in college at UConn, had only one previous professional interception in his NFL career, three of them on Sunday, three of the four picks against Cam Newton. Kudos to him. As I mentioned, Jameis Winston, once again, Buccaneer fans, you got to take this. Uh, he did well with his legs. He did take some sacks, but did well scrambling. No real risky throws. He had one in the first half where Chris Godwin helped him out. It maybe could have been intercepted by Eric Reed, and Godwin helped knock it away. By and large, Winston accurate, 20 of 30, 249 yards, two more touchdowns, most importantly, no turnovers. Here was the Bucks QB. It's a happy locker room again, as it should be. Once more, second week in a row, how did this team put it together for four quarters? I uh, mean, it's only by the grace of God. Uh, we came out, we fought hard, and, and we did what we were supposed to do. Defense created turnovers, offense protected the football, and uh, we got a good win. You know, you guys uh, were able to get inside the red zone, and you got three touchdowns in the red zone. I know one got away on the fumble with Peyton Barber, but it was critical to go get seven. You were able to do that three times. Why were you so good as a team in the red zone? Uh, guys are just out there fighting. They're out there fighting their tail off, and uh, the grit of this team is a uh, is amazing. Uh, we just got to continue to fight hard and continue to compete. Hey, can you say enough about the defense, which has turned up the sacks and the interceptions? Four sacks, four interceptions today. You needed them, and you got them. Uh, it, the, the perseverance that our defense has had throughout the year uh, is incredible. Um, those guys continue to show up and show out. Uh, big shout out to Double A uh, for getting three picks. You know, I got to give my uh, Florida State alum some some love. Uh, <laughs> Javion Elliott for that great interception, uh, but another big shout out for the big big men up front uh, on both sides. D lineman and offensive lineman have been doing a tremendous job, which is leading us to, to great victories. All right, we're not going to talk about the biggest picture. We're just talking about one week at a time. To win these two games now, what does it do for the confidence level of this team to come off another win with the Saints coming in here next weekend? Uh, well, we, we we know we know that uh, we got to continue to work hard. Uh, it's a week to week league, and we got to continue to give our best every single week. So uh, the guys, we're going to do that, uh, and Lord willing, we we keep on getting victories. Jameis, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. Again, all of these interviews is part of our Hooters postgame show after each and every game, and uh, you could just you could hear it in the background. These guys hooting and hollering after this win, tremendous job 
uh, by Jameis, by the offense. Three red zone touchdowns, 24 more points. The Bucs are one of the top scoring teams in the top 10 in the NFL. They're the number one team right now in yards per game average. Fantastic performance for them. So, uh, kudos. Now let's go back to the defensive side of the ball. We mentioned JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul. How good of an acquisition has that guy been? Kudos again to Jason Light uh, for making some of these picks and plays. I mean, Chris Godwin's a mid-round pick. You're going on the waiver wire and finding somebody like Andrew Adams. You make a trade for a player like Jason Pierre-Paul, who now has 11 and a half sacks after his latest sack Sunday. We heard from him. We also heard from Levante David, who had 10 unassisted tackles as well as the sack in the game and also deflected that first interception. Let's hear from JPP and number 54 as part of our post-game coverage. Another complete football game from this football team. Tell me more about how and why this team played so well today. Uh, we played, you know, simple. We played for each other. Uh, you know, all the coaches know preach, especially Coach uh, Buck Preach for the D-line is just playing for each other, man. I think... That's what we just executed out there. We played for each other, and you just saw the winning part of the, that we wanted to win, you know. That was basically it, man. Everybody playing together. So many uh, conversations about how to create turnovers. Good gracious. Six interceptions in the last two weeks. Does it come down to get that kind of pressure on the quarterback and good things are eventually going to happen? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we practice that. You know, practice what you preach. And, you know, we definitely practiced that this week. And, you know, we knew the mistakes that we made the first game and we corrected it. And, you know, it just showed up out there. You know, every guy was playing for each other. The offense stepped up big time. Special teams definitely stepped up, stepped up big time. And especially defense. You know, Andrew Adams with the, with the three pick. Uh, I forgot who had the other one. Um, you know, Levante David with the sack. Uh, uh, they uh, Cam with the sack, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm with the sack. But we just all play, with, play together, man, and that was basically it. Andrew Adams, back to him. He's a guy that's been working hard, came off the waiver wire, waiting for an opportunity. Three interceptions today. Say some more about him. Man, you know, that's my, that was my former teammate and now my current teammate. And, you know, when, when you get a chance, man, you, you know, you get a shot like that, especially getting released, man, I think he had a lot to prove. And, you know, he just came out here and did his job. You know, he didn't try to do extra. He just did what he needed to do. And he was right there at the right place at the right time and, and caught three picks. And I'm so happy for him, man. I'm so happy for him. You know, you just don't know. I'm so happy for him. This team played a complete football game a week ago and really a complete game again today. No turnovers, plus four in the turnovers. What are you building on now in December because of these two performances? You know, your best ball is in December, man, basically November and December. You know, it's a buildup, you know, and that's basically what it is. You know, in this National Football League, anything can happen, and, and you've seen that, you know. Uh, any given Sunday, you know, you can either win or lose, but I think, you know, we executed our plays better than them and we was the better team today. Levante, we're live here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. Uh, defense, defense, defense. First, it was good to have you back. How did the defense get it done today? We were just going out there and executing, man. You know, executing the front. Did an awesome job of getting out to the quarterback, you know, whether it's sacking them or getting pressure on them and, uh, you know, allowing our secondary to, you know, play tight coverage and getting our hands on the football. And uh, it's just a testament to all those guys' hard work on the front end, on the back end. You know, uh, we always say they come in bunches. We got two last week, and this week we got four, I believe. So it was uh, real good to have. You know, it's always good to have 54 out there, but it was good to have you out there in the first quarter. We saw the first play of the game, you're hitting somebody. And then a few plays later, you're deflecting a ball for an interception. Then we saw you blindside Cam Newton. What, what was going through your mind? You were making plays. The D was flying around. What about it? It was amazing, you know, for me personally, being back out there missing the first couple, the past two weeks, you know, being able to, you know, being sidelined due to injury, 
just watching my guys, you know, just watching them go out there and battle their butts off, and me not being out there being a part of it, you know, it felt felt different for me. So now, now when I got a chance to get out there, man, I just had to pick up where I left off and just try to keep stacking plays, man, and, uh, have fun playing football. I'm looking over here because he's still talking. He hasn't even taken his uniform, his pads off, nothing. Andrew Adams, three interceptions today. Say something about that guy. I know it's a team effort, but he comes up with three picks. Definitely, man. Great, man. Smart football player, man. Coming in at the beginning of the season, man, you know, a guy who we got picked up off the street, you know, coming in and filling the void in certain areas and then coming in and making plays, man, you know, just testing to him, his hard work, his dedication. You know, he's always out there talking. He's always out there communicating, man, doing what we're supposed to do. And uh, it showed today, you know, being in the right place at the right time, every time, making plays on the football. End up with a hat trick, man. That's what happens when you uh, do great things. Gotta love that hat trick. Okay, I'm looking at JV and Elliott over here beside us. I mean, you had injuries in the secondary where you were playing a lot of different guys and a lot of reserves. Were you, as one of the leaders, having to say anything to those guys as the game wore on? It's just next man up, go get them, we got to stop them? I mean, it's always next man up, you know what I mean? In this business, you never know what's going to happen. You know, unfortunately, we had a couple guys go down this week with Brent Grounds and Carson Davis, our starting corners. And, you know, those guys was able to step up. You know, uh, we always practice with that mentality, the next man up mentality. When you're out there, you got to play like you're going to play. You got to practice like you're going to play. And that's what those guys do. And, you know, uh, they was out there having fun, man, in the show. One more because this is back-to-back -back home wins. The only thing you can control is the next one. But now you have set yourselves up for a game with the Saints that becomes even larger trying to get a third straight win. So that's another benefit from today. Tell me more about the confidence level you have right now getting ready to play the Saints. You know, as always, we take it one game at a time. You know, Coach Cutter does a great job, of, you know, keeping everybody level-headed, you know, allowing us to enjoy this victory, enjoy this moment. But, you know, we got to move on. We got a lot of football left to play with another division opponent, a great division opponent, you know, uh, who's coming in and going to be hungry. So uh, it's going to be a battle nonetheless. Oh, yeah, 24-17 win for the Bucks, and there was much rejoicing in that locker room, not just on the defensive side of the ball, but another 100-yard game for Chris Godwin on five catches, that first-half touchdown clutch player. Again, Deshaun Jackson inactive for this game with the injured thumb. Godwin stepped up. Humphrey stepped up. So many weapons for the Bucks. Look, I'll say this again. I mean, you could talk about the Steelers. You can talk about the Rams having receiving wep weapons, Kansas City's weapons with uh, with Mahomes at the controls, uh, or what the typically what the Packers have had. Although the Packers have really struggled as of late, Patriots receivers for Brady when Gronk is healthy, etc. Uh, Drew Brees, he's got Michael Thomas, but they they don't have a bevy of guys with great stats. Look at the stats for Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Chris Godwin, Adam Humphreys, even before injury, O.J. Howard, and now Cameron Bray. The Bucks are the deepest, most talented receiving crew in the NFL, period. Look at the numbers and the, and the productivity they keep getting in the passing game to back that up. That left one guy for us to talk to. That's the happy head coach, his team with back-to-back -back home wins as they, uh, they outslugged Carolina 24-17. Another complete win, 24-17 for the Bucks. this time over the Carolina Panthers, and the happy head coach is here with me. Congratulations. Hard fought, earned all the way. What are you happiest about here coming out of this performance? I'm happiest about our guys hanging in there and just playing good football on, on both sides of the ball and on special teams. You know, the, these guys, they, there's no quit in them. Uh, we were playing a ton of backups on defense today. At one point, we had no starters left in the secondary. And to come up with four interceptions and uh, 
play the way they did. I'm proud of our D-line. It was great to have Levante back. But just the team in general, uh, we, we played together and we, and we played hard. And I'm, I'm proud of those guys for that. We have frequently talked about takeaways, and you've gotten six of them in the last two weeks, four interceptions today. That was huge, obviously, in this game, momentum shifting. Let's say something about Andrew Adams here for a moment. You've been watching this guy come off the, off the bench, off the practice squad, and there he is today coming up with three interceptions. Coach, say some more about his play. Well, he was, he was awesome today. I mean, that, what, a, what a cool thing. He won off the NFL record for interceptions in a game. You know, we, we had four interceptions, four sacks, but on the last two interceptions, we hit the quarterback, and so the ball was kind of fluttering, and that's, that's where those turnovers come. But, uh, you know, Andrew Adams, hats off to Coach Duffner and the defensive staff. They, due to our injuries to Quan and Levante, they came up with a dime package, and he's primarily been playing a dime linebacker. Now, when Justin Evans got injured and, and had to leave the game at halftime, he got to play some safety as well. But he's, he's been versatile. He's played on special teams. He's played dime linebacker. And, uh, I mean, he'll remember this day for a long time. No doubt. Buck fans will as well. I promise I'm coming to the offense. Let's stick with the defense. You mentioned Levante David being back. I don't know if you're aware of this. Ten unassisted tackles to go along with the sack. He deflected the first quarter interception that Andrew Adams got. It goes without saying that guy's huge. He was huge today. Well, awesome having him back, you know, and we've, we've missed Levante. He's, he's the heart and soul of our defense, and he's a, he's a quiet leader, but he's, he's one of our captains, and, you know, it was, it was noticeable, the difference having him out there. Jameis Winston, we go back to him again, unofficially 20 of 30, 249 yards, two touchdowns. You get three red zone touchdowns as well. I know you haven't seen game tape, but what did you like about the way he led the team, the throws he made, et cetera? I thought Jameis, again, like last week, made great decisions with the football and when to protect it, when to run with it. Um, I thought the last touchdown in the first half to Godwin in the back of the end zone was his best play of the day. That was his fourth option on that play. And uh, that, along with the run he had in the second half on the second and long when he ran for the first down. But I thought Jameis made good decisions. and. Uh, you know, when he doesn't turn it over, we're going to be tough to beat. Chris Godwin, another guy. I know you were without Deshaun Jackson today. Chris Godwin catches for 102 yards and had that touchdown. We've asked you about him before, but for the audience right here, uh, that young man developing in just his second year, and he's been quite a weapon. Yeah, he sure has. I mean, even though uh, we were missing one of our receivers today, and, you know, you're missing Deshaun, you're missing OJ, we still have four pretty good guys there. And, uh, you know, uh, with Mike and with Hump and – and, uh, of course, with Chris and with Cam Bray, we, we can still put a pretty, pretty good group out there. And it was Chris's turn today. He got the, the big one for 48 yards and, uh, and also got the touchdown later. So, you know, we're, we're not afraid to put our passing game out there. We need to run it better. We didn't run it good enough today, but uh, we'll, we'll worry about that tomorrow. All right. A lot of people are going to be talking about you got to try to win out. you got to try to win them all. You're going to tell us you got to win the next one. Well, now the next one is the Saints, and you've won two in a row. What does this do for the football team this week as you get ready to prepare to come off of two really good performances? Yeah, we're just going to enjoy today, and we'll start worrying about that tomorrow. And again, they will enjoy it through uh, Sunday night and Monday. Now back to work on Monday evening and Tuesday, getting ready for the first place Saints to be coming in. And again, uh, the Buccaneers uh, are thrilled at this point to, uh, to give uh, the fans something to get excited about. I mean, now we're in the month of December and the stretch run. And look, so much is being made on the internet, sports radio everywhere. you got to win out. you got to win out. This is fundamental. You cannot win six in a row until you win the first one, obviously. And you cannot win six in a row until you win two in a row, the second one. The next game is the biggest game in all of this scenario. The Bucs can't worry about 
what's going to happen in Baltimore or Dallas or, or, or the final game with Atlanta. You can only worry about the Saints now for this week, but you have a real opportunity here if you win this game to be in the conversation. You're not completely in the playoffs, but you look around. you got Monday Night Football tonight with the, uh, the Redskins at 6-5, and five, the Eagles at 5-6. and six. Somebody has to lose so that the most they're going to have six wins. Carolina now with six wins. Atlanta loses yesterday. They only have four wins. Packers lose yesterday and fire Mike McCarthy. They only have four wins. Uh, the, the Cowboys now with seven wins after their win on Thursday night over the Saints. The Vikings lost last night. They only have six wins. So at the moment, you are right in the thick of it if you can get to a sixth win next week. Uh, again, you may have to end up having some help. The only chance, though, is to keep winning the games individually. That'll be the matchup with the Saints who come in off the 10-day layoff with the game with the Dallas Cowboys. That's coming this Sunday. We'll be on the air at noon, and 1 o'clock will be kick coverage against the Saints with a chance to sweep them. How about that? The Buccaneers have now even the record to 2-2 two and two in the division. A chance to sweep the Saints and make the Buccaneers 3-2 and two in the South and get to 6-7 and seven is coming up. This week, we're anxious to, to bring it to you and to have it for you here on Buccaneers Radio and with Buccaneers.com and the mobile app. So again, however you found the podcast, subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts, subscribe here to Nothing But Bucks. It comes automatically to your phone, to your iPad. As soon as there's a new one out on Monday, you get the new edition of the podcast. So we're excited to bring it to you for sure. All right, so that'll do it for this edition. An excited edition. Enjoy Victory Monday. Get ready for the matchup upcoming with the New Orleans Saints. I want to thank Steve Carney for helping me with the highlights and the interviews. Jeff Ryan with Buccaneers Radio. Again, uh, find this podcast every week on Buccaneers.com and the Buccaneers mobile app or subscribe via those outlets, iTunes, Google Play, etc. We'll come back next Monday. Let's go ahead and say after a Bucks win over the Saints. That's what we're looking for. A Bucks win over the Saints to get this team to 6-7. and seven. Three straight wins at home sounds good to me. It's a date for next Monday. Thank you for being with us. I'm TJ Reeves. You've been listening to this latest edition of Nothing But Bucks.